with our spending, we've actually done three years of spending in 12 months. So the big question is this, how are investors like us who weren't born in the silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question this podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Today we're going to talk about the era of cheap money and big trouble for your savings and finding out about what's happening with interest rates. What's happening with money at the moment? Well, this is the interesting thing. What's happening is, you know, around finance circles, it might be time to lock in the super low fixed rates that are offer right now because they might not be there for much longer. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Right? See, borrowers are being encouraged to lock in part of their mortgage at a cheaper fixed rate as yet another lender hikes costs by up to 80 basis points for borrowers with smaller mortgage deposits. Mm. Right? So, yes, it is good when it works, um, and luckily it's working at the moment. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> and, um, right, so what's happening is the central uh, CBA, Commonwealth Bank, they're the nation's largest lender. And they lifted their three- and four-year fixed rates this month, effectively ringing the bell on cheap rates and alerting borrowers to consider fixing before they move higher, right? Now, the, the CBA spokesperson said, um, the changes reflect our long-term funding costs that have increased substantially and remained at a high level after an extended period of low-cost term funding, right? But the AFR doesn't explain it, but bank funding costs are rising, and why is that? You know why it is? The Why? RBA, the RBA. Right? It's not that the RBA is hiking rates, right? Because they're not even dreaming about thinking of even, they're not even dreaming about thinking about hiring rates. They've locked them down, right? But what they're doing is they're winding up its TFF. Now, you may be wondering what a TFF is. I was going to say, what's a TFF? The TFF is the Term Funding Facility. Term right. funding facility. Yes. And basically what it was was an emergency measure that they bought in during COVID, right? So what happened was effectively the RBA lent money to the banks at an ultra-low rate of 0.1% fixed on fixed terms. And then in turn, the banks passed it on to their customers in super cheap fixed rates. Uh-huh. Right? And that's why there's such a massive difference between fixed and variable mortgage rates lately. But... It can't last forever, right? And it looks like the RBA will start winding up the TFF in the next couple of weeks. So as a result, the differential between fixed and variable have to go, um, have to narrow and go back to normal levels. Right. So as fixed rates will nudge up, the variable rates aren't going anywhere until the RBA raises the cash rate, which is years away. Yeah, right. right? So over, you know, What's happening is, you know, around America and Europe, there's some murmurs of the era of super cheap money might be wanting to a close. Okay, um, what does that mean in layman terms? Well, it means that the clock's ticking and COVID-19's emergency politics settings, the raft for central bankers, right, that they, they look at the prospect of high interest rates to match an upswing in economic growth that is nowhere more apparent than in Australia. So okay. basically, the economy is booming everywhere. Yeah. Right? Fixed rates are increasing. That's exactly what's happening. Yep. So, so what does that mean for lenders and investors? What's the big picture? Well, if you want to fix your rates, because you know normally I say to people, don't fix your rates. Yep. You probably heard me say that over and over. That's yes. because nine times out of ten, when you do variable, you save money compared to the fixed rate. Yeah. Also gives you more flexibility. This is the one time that I would say you might want to fix part of your rates now. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? So, so this is the thing, right? So maybe rates will go up maybe at the end of 2022, right? But a lot needs to go right and keep going right for that to happen. Yeah. Right? So I wouldn't sweat it then. No, yeah, exactly. Let's not sweat it until so, it happens properly. Yeah. So the point is when interest rate hikes come, they're going to come slow and small. Yep. But it's a long way off yet. But they're yep. not going to come in 
you know, they're not going to they're not going to come in thick and fast. Yeah, like the rate drops did. The rate drops came in thick and fast, bang, bang, bang. They're going to be very careful, and when the rate increase comes up, you know, it might happen near the end of this year, maybe early next year. That's when it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But it's interesting. So, interesting thing about Melbourne at the moment: there's falling vacancy rates in Melbourne. Yes. Right. The CBD in Melbourne fell down to eight percent vacancy. Wow. Now, eight percent. It's still S H Y T. It's terrible. Right, that means that nearly one out of ten properties in the CBD in Melbourne is not rented out at the moment; it's empty. Wow! Right? Yeah, I saw. I saw Sydney, that. Sydney's not much better. Okay, how long till the fixed rates get adjusted? They've already started getting adjusted as we it's speak. Already started. It's already started. So it's going to be a kind of bit of a slow climb, right? It's not just going to happen overnight. Exactly. It's not going to happen overnight. Can the market sustain these high sale prices? Brendan Jansen. Thank you, Brendan, for um, uh, commenting. Look, the deal is I don't think the prices are high. I think they're low. Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you why I think they're low. Back in the 90s when I was buying houses, I'd buy a house. And the house, a house would cost me 200 300 350 per week out of my pocket to buy a property. Now... At currently, we're buying property that are positive, that are making us money. So at the end of the day, price of a house, the actual price of the property doesn't matter as much as how much does it cost to own, cost of ownership. Cost to ownership, yeah. And cost of ownership is at all-time low. It's never been lower. So until properties cost you three, $400 a week, that's when they're going to be reasonably priced. Yeah. Until they're going to keep going up because they're so cheap. I put an offer in a property last was, night. Sorry, did you? I was going to say, like, yeah. but if interest rates go up, I mean, surely, you know, as an investor, if you're renting out a property, I mean, that's going to be relative to the rental as well. Rentals yes, will yes, go yes. up. Yes. That's, that's just uh, common sense. You can't have interest rate go up. So what happens is interest rates are a function of actual Interest rates are actually a function of the economy and of um, the central price index, yep. right? Consumer price index, not central. Yep. The, I said it wrong. <laughs> but it's all about inflation. So inflation is usually pegged to interest rates. And inflation means rents go up. Now, I don't know if you noticed at the moment, we've got a lot of inflation. Rents are going up like crazy. My, my rents for my property has gone nuts. So, um, yep. So there's a few questions here. With the current turnover of sales, bring that one up. Won't there be an oversupply of rentals? Um, no, there's not enough properties at the moment. See, this is the deal that people have to understand. And thank you for commenting. Thanks, Lisa. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa great for commenting. Look, the deal is, this is the deal, Freedom Fighters. The deal is that. Um, there's an, the reason prices are so high because there's not enough properties for sale. People might get confused because um, vacancy rates in the CBDs are so bad. And people might think, wow, we've got too many properties. But no, we haven't got enough. We've just got too many units. Too many not, units. Not, not yeah. enough properties. Right? So, and I've been saying this for years. Units are terrible, but you don't want to see more. I've been watching a documentary, which I'm going to share with people. I'm going to put it on um, after this. I'm going to put it on. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Four Corners did a documentary on the units in Australia. Yeah, right. In the CBD. And guess what? Very shoddy workmanship. They've been falling apart. They're not lasting. Any. They, they don't make them like they used to. They're really bad, especially Melbourne. Melbourne, the units in Melbourne, terrible. They're tiny. A lot of them are tiny. You couldn't get – if you wanted to swing a cat – I know back in the old days, that's how you checked out how big a room was. You'd get a cat and swing it around, right? <laughs> I, don't th I don't think Peter or the RSPVP would very like Look, that much. Swinging cats to measure how big your dwelling is is frowned upon these days. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. They well, did it back in my day in the 70s. They used to swing cats. Yeah. But most units in, in Melbourne, you couldn't even swing a cat. 
Now, look, I've seen some of the um, apartments in Dong, uh, uh, down at, um, uh, you know, that place that we stayed at, George, when we were doing the before the home show. Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Near Docklands, the Docklands, Docklands. There's some really shocking places at Docklands, really tiny little apartments, bedrooms, really tall. So we've got some questions coming in, George. Yeah, we, we, have, we have, but I want to keep talking. And as then I we'll do. come back to the questions. Yeah, we'll come back to the questions, absolutely. So um, we're talking about um, sales at the moment. There's a low supply of properties, and that's why property's going up. So it's very hard to find the property. There's not enough properties. That's why the reason rents are going up because we don't have enough properties for one, but two because of inflation as well. Yep. So that's just so people know what's happening, right? So is Queensland vacancy rates good in your opinion? Look, depends what part of Queensland. Exactly. Look, Queensland's a big state. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you for commenting, Brenton. But look, put it this way. Some parts of Queensland are terrible. They're shocking. Yeah, Some shocking. parts are good. But I'll give it to you this way. If it's over 3%, I wouldn't touch on the 10-foot pole. Yeah. Right? That's the fact of it. Absolutely. So, you know, so just to clarify, units, you mean apartments in high-rises. Yes, apartments yes. in high-rises. That's what I mean by units because I know in different states they call different things. Right? Okay. Another question. Where... To, do you find the research to know if your property has grown in capital? You look, um, it's an interesting one. It, what, it comes from a whole range of different... Yeah, but the thing is, the problem is you can't really do an online research to find your property value. You need to get a proper valuation. Yeah. And the other challenge is, I mean, even a property valuate, proper valuation may not tell you the truth yeah. because there's the real price of your property and the price of your property is really what the market is willing to pay. Yes. That's the real price of your property. Then there's the valuation property. And that yeah. could mean, you know, you could get three different valuers and it could change by over 100000 or 200000 depending yes. on the price of the house. So what I normally do is I normally look at what's the purpose. And normally the purpose is I want to get some capital and I want to reinvest it into the market, right? Because yeah. once you've got growth in your property, you've got some lazy equity. And you can get the equity and get it working for you and actually make passive income. And that's yeah, the correct. Yeah. So interesting thing in the news. I don't know if you heard about the Australia Club. No. Okay, so the, the, the Australia Clubs, the Australian Club's a little bit like the Adelaide Club in Adelaide or the Melbourne Club in Melbourne, right? Oh, yep, 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 yep. And basically it's an elite-only, male-only, elite-male-only gentleman's club, right? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, going to the Times, the Australian Club decided to do a vote and see if they should allow women to become members. Yes. This what, happens like, in our current affair in Melbourne as well, by the oh, way. There you go. So, so, like, with the Adelaide Club here, I'm not a member yet, but I know a lot of members and, you know, I'll get invited there. And you can get invited if you know someone to go there, you know what I mean? But um, basically, you know, if you've got a partner, you can bring her along to special occasions and there's also a part where the women go. So it's not no women are allowed. It's not, like, uh, just male only, but... To become a member, you've got to be a male and stuff like that. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's a little bit sexist, right? But this is the deal, though. I disagree. Lots of clubs that are women only. There's heaps yeah. of women clubs. Yep. You've got whole gyms that are women only. I mean, if guys want to organise a club that's just for like a gentleman club, so be it. Ladies, yeah. we should get out there and start a woman's club. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so the Australia Club in Melbourne also. Okay, well, so it's an Adelaide Club in Adelaide, but I think Adelaide Club and Melbourne Club and Australian Club are all joined together. They're all friends. Now, so they had a vote and they voted no, no women. Now, you know, people like John Howard, Malcolm Turnbull are members there, but also they allow lady guests to visit on weekday evenings anyway. Yeah. It's not that bad. You know what I mean? Look, I think that's first world problem really. Look, there's there's curves, women only workouts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know Fernwood. Hello. I really think if a group of people want to get together and hang out together, they should be allowed to hang out, mm -hmm. whether they're male, female. If they want males and females, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's get back to the questions. Okay, little Belinda, let's get back to the questions. <laughs> let's keep you focused. All no. right. 
Well, let's start a ladies' club. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So um, someone's just well, coming. We could almost bit. start a ladies' club with our company because just about everyone's female. All, all, of our, all of our staff, everyone on our team. Are just female. about. Just about. Apart from you. So, George, you have to have a special code. No, no, You're only allowed in on, on certain days. I'm going to go grab my my new cup that Christina bought me. Okay, fantastic. And we've got, hey, yes, the Ladies Property Club. Yeah, bring it on. Because guess what? Women are taking over. That's just the fact of it. And now I've got the stage. George is gone. I'll get to say what I want to say. <laughs> no, look, absolutely. Look, look, I look think like, now, guys, this is what I got given to me last week by my wife. World's greatest, best boss. Yeah. World's best boss. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm the best boss, but I try to be good. I feel I'm more of a good leader than a great boss, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, just getting back to our questions, do you yeah. see the cost of holding property increasing more than the rental income, okay. therefore making it difficult to hold property? This is a really good question. Um, it says Facebook user, and if you could type in your name because we're using um, – uh, restream, we can't see the direct question. Sometimes we can't see people's name. It'd be great to get your name. But look, basically, yes, absolutely, property price, holding costs are going up, right? That's a, that just a fact of life. Definitely. Now, in, in some areas, they've already gone up so badly that there's no point investing at all. And that's why I tell people to rent fest. Usually, if an area is a good place to live, right, usually too late by then because yeah. it's expensive, right? Um, so, you know, I reinvested for a long time. I spoke about it on Channel 9. I've been talking about this for a while and that's what I suggest people do. But, you know, a lot of the really blue chip areas, you're getting a 1% return. So, in fact, you're losing money. I'll give you an example. I was renting on the beachfront in Adelaide when I was reinvesting. And this is a $2 million property at the time probably worth about $3 million now, but at the time it was worth $2 million. And I was renting it for $1,000 a week. But the guy that owned it, he was paying about 180000 a year for that place. Yeah. Right? See. So he was subsidising my rent by 130000 a year. It was costing him wow. $40,000. Luckily, he was a doctor that made a lot of money, so he had a lot of cash, which was great for him. Yeah, so he yeah. needed a tax deduction. But me, what I do is I like low-cost properties but high growth. Yes. And that's the deal because the problem is, and this is the deal, if you don't know how to structure the deal, you're going to end up – the only way to get a low-cost property is going out in the middle of nowhere, going to a mining town, going to a boom town, going out the sticks or going to a really crap area. However, what you can do at a – there's some blue-chip suburbs where the rent hasn't – where the rent and the return hasn't gone down so much where you can still get really good deals and high growth. And that's what I look for. Because what happens is once you get a one, once you get to a 1% return, you're not going to get a lot of property growth anyway because no one can afford it. Yes. Right? It's very interesting. So someone said, I can, can I go to Fernwood? Yes, that's a good club, that one. <laughs> it's probably a male user. Oh, someone said turnkey or established. That was Lisa. Turnkey or established? Okay. Um, in regards to? In regards to what, Lisa? What we were talking about before, following on, or? Yeah, because um, I don't know. Um, so, anyway, there's another interesting thing that's happened at the moment, right? Far away. Keep something going. Very, something very unusual is happening with the, um, what's happening with the way Aussie consumers are spending, right? Do tell. Now, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if it's. Steady stats, stats. You know me, I love my stats. So I know. I'm not sure if this is just temporary COVID adjustment or looking at something more permanent here. But um, this is the deal, though, right? See, COVID has changed us in ways we're still struggling to understand. That's the fact of it. Like, for example, we're using Zoom and everything else like that. Yes. And um, But there's still a few puzzles happening. Now, what's happened is that with our spending – We've actually done three years of spending in 12 months. In wow. Three I know. So retail, retail's gone nuts. Everyone's been spending money like crazy. But this is the one, this is the funny puzzle. You know the $2 shop, the reject shop? Yes. Yep. They've been going down, not up. 
But why? Because people aren't going in there for those little... Well, one thing is a lot of people aren't going to CBD. CBD's gone down quite a bit, right? Especially, you know, like um, in Melbourne, CBD's just been dead, like a ghost town. So a lot of people aren't going back to the CBD anymore. A lot of people are going online or going in their local area shopping, right? And, you know, Melbourne's obviously been smashed by lockdowns badly <laughs> over and over. And, you know, that story, that little funny joke where they say only three more lockdowns till Christmas, you know? Yeah, I know. It's, it's not a funny joke. <laughs> right? Now, I don't know if you know, but Reject Shop, you know where the number one city in reject for the Reject Shop is? Number one city? What, Melbourne? Adelaide, Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide. Yes, and even Adelaide, it's only running, it's gone down 35%. You know why? Wow. What's happening is people are spending more money now and not worrying about the $2 shops. Yeah. Because they can't travel, people turn to retail. Absolutely right. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's what they did, exactly. Yep, for sure. So, look, yep. going back to those questions, George, we got Lisa, she said turnkey or established. She's, what she's saying, due to the cost of of building increasing, yes. do you suggest turnkey or established? Okay, yes, good question. So, so look, established is obviously established homes yes, as yes. opposed to brand new. Yep, okay. So if you buy an established home, you're not going to get tax deduction. Tax deduction. So no if, you're tax. Paying, if you're paying tax, first thing you've got to do is use your tax dollars and really get that use those tax dollars. You can do one or two things with tax dollars. Three, three things. One, give it to the tax department. Two, Lose money to get a tax deduction. Three, you can actually lose money on paper but make money in real life. That's what I like to do. That's playing it smarter, not harder. So what the wealthy investors do, the wealthy investors actually lose money on paper but make it in real life, and that's the key. And I talk to people how to do this. I teach people how to do this in the 40-day challenge. It's yes. all about how you structure your loan and how you structure the whole deal. Correct. Absolutely. Structure the out of the deal. Um, Grant Cardone talks about it all the time, watching Undercover Billionaire. I haven't, but I'm sure you'll tell us about it. Yeah, so it. I'm at the load. It's on Foxtel. I love Undercover Billionaire. I really enjoy it. It's, it's on Foxtel. Three, I need to watch it. It's where three billionaires, they put him in a strange city of $100, an old pickup truck, and a cell phone, and they're going to build a million-dollar business in 90 days. So wow. I would love to do that. Yeah, we'll get you right. on there, George. But anyway, so there's three billionaires and the last episode's next week. And I'm wondering if anyone else is watching it because I, I'm guessing how much money their, their, prop, their businesses are worth. Oh, right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So um, I think Grant Cardone is going to win this with a $5.5 million valuation. Then I think Monique's going to be second with a $3.5 million, and the other lady's going to have probably a $2 million. Fantastic. Um, and they right. all started with 100 bucks, right? $100, yeah. And they're showing that the American dream is still here. Yes, I Absolutely. like to talk about the Australian dream because I'm not American. Correct. Okay, Absolutely. due to cost of building increasing. Okay, um, so Lisa, what if you already pay less tax, community services? So if you already pay less tax, then you don't need to buy a brand new property, right? So, so it depends why you're buying the property. If you're buying it to live in, you can buy anything you want. Yeah. I'll come with you. Awesome. Whoever that Facebook user is, that'd be great if you come with me. I wonder who that is. Probably Christina. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Do you uh, suggest in renting versus buying? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I always say my, my, my thing I say is rent where you want to live, buy where you want to make money. Simple. Yes, because they're not the same. There's, okay, let me explain this. There's 16,000. Oh, it's on tonight. Well, I have to go watch it. I wonder if I write my predictions. should be interesting. You should write them down in an envelope. I already, already said it. Right I've now. already said it anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't need to write an envelope. We can just go back and watch the recording. So <laughs> oh, I'm joking. What I'm going to say is, so exactly what Belinda said, rent where you want to live because you've got a choice of 16,000 suburbs in Australia. Lots of choice. It's great. Rent where you want to live. However, with property, with buying property, you've only got 100 properties to choose from if you're smart, if you want to buy the top 100. So... I'd still buy in the top 100, whether it's brand new or secondhand. Yeah. So for someone that doesn't pay a lot of tax, it doesn't matter if you buy brand new or secondhand. It won't make any difference at all. But if someone's paying tax, you want to buy brand new. 
Now, this is the deal, though. But also, can I just stop there? Yeah. Um, I always go for brand new because I've seen people who buy established properties, they end up with money pits, replacing hot water services and, you know, pulling, you know, we uh, uh, roots out of the back of their property because it's, you know, ruining their pipe work and renovating bathrooms. Yeah, you don't want your pipe work getting wrecked. Um, buy to make money, Belinda Flaherty. I love that. Very smart. Very smart, Belinda, definitely. So, look, this is the deal. Um, because property building price is going up substantially, we spoke about this a few weeks ago of that builder with Adam, right? Yep. That's happening at the moment. And so what I'm doing at the moment is I'm buying properties at a fixed cost that aren't finished yet. That's it. So then what happens is the value goes up because the building goes up anyway. Yes. Well, the property. So you're getting the double whammy. Because really at the moment, and we've spoken about this before, where we've actually got multiple booms. Yes. One on top of the other. I know. And, um, Crazy times. I don't know if you've seen, if you've got a rocket, right? Actually, let's let's talk about um, the space shuttle. Yep. The space shuttle's got two booster rockets, and then it's got a rocket in the middle, right? And then what happens is you, the booster rockets go up, they fly off, then another stage goes, another stage. They've got quite a few stages of rockets. Now, why do you think they've got so many stages of what of um, of rockets? Because the moons are quite a big target, right? So if you only had one rocket, how far would you get? Not very far. Wow. And so if you only use one boom factor, one yeah. reason why property is going up, you're going to only go so far. Yeah, but that's imagine great. if you could get, if you could actually get multiple booms in a row, one land on top of the other, like four or five of them land on top of the other, what do you think would happen to your property portfolio? Big butter boom boom. <laughs> that's right. But I call it boom stacking. Boom stacking. And that's what I'm doing at the moment because this is a very unusual time in history where we can actually have multiple booms. And I'm going to use all these booms together to really skyrocket my uh, my thing. Oh, Lisa, you watched it. Excellent. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, yeah, so basically that's what it is. Yeah. So um, so as we were talking about was, um, well, buy, yeah, buy to make money. That's yeah, so look, the fact of it is, We've still got cheap money. Yeah, we do. And the There's so is, many opportunities out there, guys. There's massive opportunities. Money is so cheap, but, guys, it's not going to last forever. And seriously, boom stacking, interesting concept. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, guys, cheap money at the moment is dirt cheap. They're giving it away. Yep. And one day you'll be talking to your grandchildren or your children about them. Going, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. They were like giving away money for nothing. It was crazy. And they'll After going, the what? COVID. They're going to be going, what? Are you kidding me? And they're going to, you know what's going to happen? They're going to say, so what did you do? How many properties did you get? Is that how you became a millionaire? And you're like, oh, nah, I didn't, I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the fifth element reference. I know, I love it. Boom, yeah. The fact of it is you don't want your grandchildren or your children looking at you going, you know, you're telling them, wow, it's the biggest boom in history. They're going, so what did you do? Oh, watch a bit of TV, watch Big Brother, watch the Little Grey Pass. Because, you know, um, you know, um, there's only one, you know, there's three types of people. The type that make things happen, that's 1% of the population. 1%. Then there's the type of people that watch things happen. That's like 2% of the population. Then there's the people that wonder what the F happened in the first place, right? Oh, my God. Now, guys, if you're watching this, if you're freedom fighters, you're one of the top two. You're either making it happen or you're watching it happen. At least you know what's going on, which is great. Yes. Because most of the people out there don't even know. Yes. You're driving for your kids. That's beautiful. That's excellent. It's good to know your why. Knowing your why is so important. Knowing your why is very, very important. And look, um, Lisa, I can definitely tell you, when I work with some of our members, I can definitely tell you their biggest goal is all about their kids because they know that the next generation aren't going to get... It's not going to, if they don't have the education or the guidance, they're not going to get their foot in the door with the industry in the, in the property game. So there's a lot of members on this, a part of our membership who are doing this for their kids. But guess what I say? 
look after yourself first and lead by example. That's the best thing you can do for your kids. That's right. But you know what? It's all about legacy too. Legacy, of course. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Someone said I'm a member. Awesome. Very good. good. Hello, member. So, okay. Monkey 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 That's right. Yes. That's right. So, <laughs> okay. We're getting a lot uh, a lot of this. Stuff. Like you're the Freedom Proof Property Challenge. Help me overcome a limiting mindset and get real of my goals to invest. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love that. So, look. Will this boom stacking theory be for the properties you'll be sourcing for members who are ready to buy now? Will there be instant equity? Okay. Yes and maybe. So instant equity is an interesting one. We do come across properties that instant equity for our members from time to time. And when they're happening, they're there. But also what happens is a lot of times members will get a property. By the time they settle, it's already gone up. That's and right. It's probably going to happen more often than not at the moment. Look, we don't know, but I don't know which ones or which ones will or won't. But That's all right. I know is one thing is the properties we get are in locations that are boom stacking. I'm Correct. very careful what I choose and I'm really, really thorough. And yes. what we do is, you know, a lot of people go to domain and realestate.com, real estate porn. And I most real of the time we get properties before they even get there. Now, a lot of the properties on there aren't even real. Right. What I did is I tested this on the weekend. I was, um, I'm one of those people. Boom. Excellent. Very good. Yay. What is your hello. equity but cashed hello, up? Boomer. Yep. If you're cashed up, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing um, wrong with that. What I to do is book in Charmaine and see if we can help you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Charmaine. Yeah, so what you do is uh, type in free property accelerator call, wealth accelerator call, hashtag, and someone will talk to you. Right. Beautiful. So um, I've still finished what I was talking about. So this boom stacking fact factor is really good. But the fact of it is once the property get to realestate.com, it's a bit late. But also there's so much competition out there. Um, so, you know, you can't be afraid to pay a little bit extra for a property. That's correct. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Wealth call. That's what it's called. Hashtag wealth call. Yep, wealth call. Beautiful. There you go. I knew something. I don't even know our own hashtags. Well, I need to learn them. <laughs> you should. Absolutely. Yep. So if you're, if you're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast, a Positive Property Show, I'd like to say we're live every Thursday night at 6.35 Australian Eastern Standard Time every week in Australia. Yeah. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So come and join us live. It's a lot more fun and you get to see us. And, and you get to ask questions. Look, there might be some people on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, Facebook or anywhere, you can type in right now as we speak and we'll see your comment. Yes, correct. Um, I, might, I might do that actually. I might go to Facebook. One that's really been hidden. It's going down and I can't see anymore. It was from Heidi Cooper. She what said... What steps you would suggest to access funds from lenders? What are the steps to use to access... Funds from lenders. Funds from lenders. Okay, I can't see. Good question. Look, I suppose it depends on your personal situation, first of all. Yeah, look. I mean, that's, that's a big I question. Think, I think, Heidi, you've done the 14-day challenge because we yeah. go through the steps there because really at the end of the day, you need to, one, fix your credit, number one. Then you've got to work out what you've got. Then I'd look at the nine ways of getting a deposit. Right, there's nine different ways of getting a deposit. There's cash, there's equity, there's spare jet skis, cars, family, JVs, deposit bonds, personal loans. There's so many different ways of getting deposits. And really, at the end of the day, someone said they appreciate my time. Lisa, thank you so much. I'm very grateful. Thank you so very much. Grateful. Lisa, you're a freedom fighter. I initially knight you as a freedom fighter. Here we go. Well, that's what we all are here. We're freedom fighters. Get a good broker. Yes, get a good broker. Yes. But you've got to do the work beforehand and you really um, want to uh, make sure you can just use everything you've got. That's right. Because sometimes, you know, your parents might be able to give you some equity or some, you might be able to get a JV. You might have cash in the bank. You might have super. You might have some super early. You might have some shares. There's lots of different ways. There's lots of different ways. So that's why you've really got to get educated and really understand so you know what you're doing before you go to that broker. Very important. Um, 
Did you, are you reading this one, George? Just completed a two-bedroom, two-bath, granny flat, one seven returning returning with hundred and eight sorry, four hundred and eighty a week in Canberra behind a twenty-five-year-old home, three bedroom turning yeah, four well. See the challenge is though, you've got a you've got a property in Canberra. If you're getting four hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars, sorry, sorry four hundred and eighty dollars a week. Okay, let me just say. property is? No, no, 177000 No, 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 but then they've got a 25 in the front, 25-year-old in the no, front no, no, no. and a granny flat at the back. Yeah, so the granny flat's doing really well. Is the granny flat going to go up in value? Um, It is to a certain degree, but it's more of a – so the granny flat strategy, right, is more of a strategy for increasing the rent of a property you've got. Right, so what happens is you're turning the property into a dual lock. That's what it is. So you're going to get a better return, but you're not going to get as much when you sell it because not everyone wants not everyone wants a granny flat. Right. You've limited your market. So what happens is to make money on a property, the property needs to go up. That's right. And, and I'm not saying granny, I'm not saying granny flats don't go up. But you think, about, also, you, you think about the market, what percentage of people are looking for a granny flat? I know I'm not, right? No way. That's just not me. But some people are. Ah. So what happens is you're limiting your market to people wanting a granny flat. But also, um, also, like if you get a pool, you're limiting your market to people that want a pool. If you get um, a, you know, two properties under one, if you get an NDIS property, you're limiting your market. But what I find is to keep yourself safe, you've got to stick to the 80% of the market, the bread and butter. And that's why I stick to three or four bedroom properties on their own because that's what people want. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is the same user, George, but um, they're saying just valued 875 value. But I'm, I'm wondering, is that how much the 25-year-old property in the back was? Yeah, yeah. So, so look. So, so if you're getting from a $875,000, it's really bad. And yes. I know for a fact you can sit on properties for five years in Canberra and they don't move. I know. We've got members. We've done valuation. Well, properties in Canberra are quite expensive at the moment. Yes. They're, they're, that's And that's they, they normally are. It's amazing that such a small city, such a high price, very unusual. That's because there's a lot of politicians, a lot of people working for the government making good income and they can afford it. So it's a very unique market, right? Oh, so um, I, I really think if I got that value at 875, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be taking the equity out, equity and out. putting it into Queensland, right? And, and diversifying your portfolio. That's right. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, okay, we've got another one here. Uh, single dwelling, is that best? What What's the best advice, single oh, dwelling? Okay. Look, I really think it's a good question. I'm not looking for a property of granny flat either. No, not many people are. No. Yeah. It's not really um, the strategy we use. Yes. Single dwelling is the best. Is, the, is that what is advice? Yes. So basically, single dwelling is the best because that's what people want, right? Because you want to go for what the market's looking for. Okay, this this is the way it works, right? I wrote hello and it came up. Look at that. Oh, there this, you go. This, this is the way it works. Basically, the way it works is that if you um, have more demand than supply, your property is going to go up. You have less demand, more supply, your property is going to go down. Which means that you need something that everyone wants. Because that, so let's say, for example, who wants an iPhone? Me, I'll have a new one. Not far north Queensland, no way. Um, who wants an iPhone, guys? If anyone's everyone's Not here. Not far north Queensland, Lisa. No, but look, so, so guys, guess what? Um, if you had an iPhone, an iPhone, people want to buy an iPhone, even secondhand, they sell for a lot. Yeah, they sell but like hotcakes, right? Say, but let's say those um, Hueys or whatever from China, whatever yeah. they're called. Right, I don't even know what they're called. Those always, they, they they go down in value because when you when you resell them, they're not as good, right? And look, the phone might be better, 
you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, is Android better than iPhone? I don't care. But you know what? People line up to buy an iPhone. And you can sell them secondhand for a lot of money. They keep their value because there's more demand supply. But you get a Chinese version of the iPhone, even though the iPhone's made in China, but you get a Chinese brand or whatever, they're not as good. Yeah. That's the fact of it. And that's that's what the challenge is, right? Because you want to buy a property that is going to be like the iPhone of the property. And so, you know, have you heard of John West? Have you seen the latest commercial where they they get the, the fish and they're throwing it out? Well, I'm like the John West of property, so I reject most properties. <laughs> and see, someone like Samsung here, and that's fine. And that some people like a granny flat. But the fact of it is... You've got to look at... With a Samsung, the resale value is less than iPhone. Correct. That's the fact of it. People prefer iPhone. People don't line up for Samsung. Yep. Why would view to stack strategies of greater ROI? Yes, absolutely. And like what you said, Heidi, granny flats... Um, are not able to rent legally separately the same. No. Yep. We just so, we missed a question there. Do you know if I can withdraw money from my super to purchase property? Okay. So during COVID, you could have taken twenty grand out. Twenty grand. But now you can't. Um, for an owner occupied, there's some circumstances where you can, but I'm not. An, I'm not a super expert. But I I know that I I know roughly if you've got enough money, you can actually. Get a, if you've got enough money in your super, you can actually get a self-managed super fund and then buy in your super. And it's not as powerful as buying in real life, but it's better than nothing. And we have a lot of members that do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Depending absolutely. on how much they've got, you know what I mean? But obviously, to do that, you really want to talk to a super expert, someone that's a qualified financial planner that's allowed to do that. We're not licensed to even talk about it. I can't even talk about it, you know. That's why I'm just sharing my experience with you, you know. Um, and it's important to know when it comes to that sort of stuff, you need to be licensed. Tis but a coach. That we, we you know, we've, the we've got, day, got professionals around us that do that. You know, it's the same with tax how, questions. How much yeah. money do you have to have on super for that? Look, currently it's around about 180000 but yep. it could be different. And I always, with anything to do with super, I always like to check with a financial planner. You know, I don't like giving, I don't give people financial advice, but I like to share my experiences and share what I do. Look, I, a lot of people ask this question, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to hit it up now because a lot of people say, George, what qualifications have you got to teach property? You know, do you have a property license and have you done, you know, a, a Are you a part of the member of the zero zero double three? Yeah. So look, guys, one. Some organisation institute. What I, what I did what I did is I actually got my real estate license and real estate principal license and agents land agents license so I'm fully qualified the reason I got that is just because I wanted to make sure that I've got everything under my sleeve now honestly when I was doing the course I could have got up and taught the course myself yeah absolutely with my eyes closed yep right 100% now the fact of it is there's one thing that I've got that a lot of people don't have when it comes to real estate. I've got my MBA and my QBE. So MBA QBE. Yep, I'm going to type that in the message here because just so you know, can anyone guess what an MBA QBE is? MBA is one and then I've got a QBE. Anyone guess what it is? I'm going to give you a, a free copy of my book. Yay! Ethical, right. fun Prize. Yep. yep. If you guess what it is. Uh, if, while, we're, while we're waiting for that I'll, to come I'll explain through. that. I'll explain that at the end. I'm going to tell you what an M why MBA Go is. The end. So let's keep going. Um, uh, if you had, to, if I had to buy a vacant land to build a house, there we go. Do you know if you have to pay land tax? Uh, look, you don't pay land tax when you buy a property. You pay land tax when you own a property. And it depends on your situation, depends on what entity you bought it in, depends on what state you're in, depends on the value. Yep. So There's about do, 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 do points. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we've got a few coming through. A National Basketball Association. No, I'm not tall enough to play <laughs> <NBA>. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, master of Business, Master of Builders. Administration. Uh, hilarious. Okay. So, how do I'll, I'll get people to keep going. So 
I've got someone here saying how to reduce tax. I'm paying too much tax. I got investment, but still my tax high and not much refund. Interesting question. Look, you probably haven't structured it right. Yeah, so that's all it comes down. You're to. paying too much tax. You're only paying too much tax for two reasons. One, you bought the wrong property, the wrong type of property. Two, Number you one. structured it wrong. Now, this is the amazing thing. You know, a lot of people that join our program. They've structured it wrong and we restructure them and suddenly we're saving them 20 grand a year in tax. Yeah. You know? So if you pay too much tax, type in hashtag wealth call. Yes. And I'll show you how to do that. Can you type it in? Wealth call like this. Hashtag wealth call and we'll get our team to reach out. They'll look at your situation and tell you what you're doing wrong. And just have a little chat chat. Beautiful. Yeah, have a little chat chat. But, what have you got um, to lose? In this crazy you've got, to gain. you've got a lot to gain, mate. A lot to know. gain. So we've only got to gain. Nothing to lose. All exactly. And look, we've only got three minutes to go and we're finished. So I better answer this question. Okay. Um, Elvin says, thanks. You're welcome. Elvina Vasilevska Andre, you're welcome. Thank you so much. And I really think you should do our 14-day challenge because if you're thinking of buying land or doing anything like that, you should get educated before you do it. Yep, I think we're closing the 14 day challenge tomorrow. Okay. One day left. So if anyone wants to do the challenge, type in hashtag challenge. Just do the like challenge, this. 14 day, one module every day, learning all about the ins and outs, and creating and your own blueprint. Okay, guys. Now look, I'm going to tell you what my requirement, what my qualifications are. And this is very important because seriously, when you're looking for someone to teach you, someone to mentor you, this is what you want more than anything else. Absolutely. Okay. So I've got my MBA in property, which means I've got a massive bank account. I've made a lot of money, right? Last year, last year I made a million dollars out of property without getting out of bed. Yep. Right. And that's pretty good. Now, thank you, George Blinder. You're welcome. Thank, thank you so you. much. Absolutely. Loved having you here. Next thing I'd like to say is QBE. I'm qualified by experience. I know what I'm doing. I've not only built my own property portfolio and retired, I've helped hundreds of other people do the same. Well, right? it's thousands because now. Some people, some, people can do, some people can do what they do, but they don't know what they've done and they can't teach it. I've got the practical experience of teaching people how to do this. I've systemized and I've done it. Absolutely. I've got the runs on the board. So one thing I'm really good at and that's creating property portfolios that create cash, high growth property, that so you can create a legacy in your life. Correct. You know, property has changed my life. You know, mm-hmm. here's the deal, right? Everything you've been, everything you've been taught about property and wealth and making money is wrong. You've got it all wrong, right? Everything you've been taught, you know, saving up, working long hours, putting money in super, um, doing. Sh- the stock market, all that stuff is completely wrong, right? And the fact of it is, if you don't understand what the wealthy investors know, and what the you're going to you're going to be you're going to keep struggling as a struggling investor. That's what I'm saying, because you know making money right is an art. And I know the art, right? It's a game. I'm going to teach you how to win that game. Seriously, Absolutely. I know how to play it really well. I could play it with a blindfold on and still make money. Right, yep. and that's because I've done it for so many times, and that's the thing. So, if you guys want to learn it, learn it from someone like me that knows what they're doing. Right? Yeah. There's absolutely. not a lot of people that know property like I do. They don't call me property guru for nothing. <laughs> absolutely. You know, um, I'm so excited. How can I get there? Well, just type in hashtag challenge. Yep. Type in hashtag challenge, and we'll send you the details, guys. Send you the details. And you've got to start education. You've got to start in empowering yourself. You need to start understanding what the industry is all about, how to create your own blueprint, and how you personally can get there. Exactly. So I'd like to do a bit of summary. So what we did tonight, guys, just a summary, um, new game plan we need. That's, that's, well, guess what? Funny enough, that's the 40-day challenge is all about, a new game plan. It actually, you actually do a million-dollar property game plan in there. Yes. That's what you do. That's what you end up with. Yes. So t- today we spoke about is the era of cheap money ending? And luckily for you, the answer is not straight away, but you've still got limited time. You've got, you know, I reckon 2020, um, end of 21, beginning of 2022, 
you never know, interest rates might start going up. They're going to go up slowly, but we need to be aware of that and just jump in the market while we can, right? Correct. We also spoke about the Australian club and them not letting women in anymore, but they know that they, you know, still. And we're talking about vacancy rates of Melbourne 8% in the city, which is still pretty bad. And we also spoke about the reject shop and the $2 coins. Don't forget the poor we spoke little, about rent vesting poor little reject shop. It's feeling rejected. We spoke about rent vesting and um, how you can really make money where you, where you buy, where you can make money and rent where you want to live. And we spoke about my MBA in property, which is a massive bank account, and also my QBE qualified by experience and what you need to do. We also offered people to go on the challenge, hashtag challenge if you want. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate everyone. Please join us live every Thursday, 6.35 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be here every week, week in, week out. And, um, you know, give us lots of questions for next week. I hope you enjoy this. We have a lot of fun doing this. We really yeah, we have a ball. We have a ball. We really enjoy it. I hope you enjoy watching as well. And the more you interact, I think, the more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. We really appreciate people questions and, you know, getting involved because that really helps us because most of the questions you ask is probably people sitting back wondering the same thing. So bring it on. Sharing is caring. Exactly. Sharing is caring. Have a wonderful Thursday night. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat bat channel. channel. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.